Hello and welcome to the official launch of The Write Room. I'm your host, Amanda Geary. I'm a writer, a journalist and an academic. And I have undertaken many different types of writing projects in my time, as well as teaching hundreds of other people to write for various platforms, including the media and academic projects such as essays and dissertations. So informed by my passion for writing and my experience, I've created The Write Room. The Write Room is a weekly podcast to help writers such as myself connect with like-minded others, no matter whether you're a budding writer or a more accomplished wordsmith. So together, we can gain further insights into the process of writing and how to hone our craft for different platforms and make more time for our writing and perhaps even some money too. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that you may well be familiar with. That little thing, or perhaps a big thing, called writer's block. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. When you sit down and the words just don't come to you. To make things worse as writers, we are often working to deadlines and having the time, the space or words is really important. So I want to share with you some insights into this topic. There are various theories about what writer's block is and why it happens, but we will also look at some practical ways that may help you and have assisted other writers. Some of these strategies have also helped some writers banish the problem of writer's block for good. So what is writer's block exactly? Well, according to the experts, it's a modern notion. Writer's block itself is a term that was coined in 1947 by a famous Austrian psychiatrist, Dr. Edmund Bergler, while he was living in New York. It is well accepted that the notion of writer's block arose in conjunction with the advent of psychiatry becoming a highly regarded field. Dr. Bergler was a follower of Freud and blamed writer's block on some strange things, such as oral masochism and a milk-denying mother. I think we'll leave those Freudian theories aside. Some scientists say writer's block is actually a physiological thing that relates to shifts in the brain caused by stress, and this can lead to panic. Other scientists even say that different parts of the brain fuel different types of writing. For example, the creative writing process starts in a different place in the brain than, say, something such as technical writing. So writer's block is real. It isn't merely an excuse for procrastination. Writing is a creative process that relies on our brains functioning in a way that is fit for purpose. On top of this, there is plenty of advice that writer's block can also be selective. What do we mean by that? Well, spelling, location, different choice of writing tools, these are all considered relevant factors. You will know yourself, there are times when you can write and times when you just can't, the words don't come. And just to reassure yourselves, plenty of established writers suffer from writer's block at different times. The trick is not to be downhearted and know that it will pass. So how about some strategies to help you overcome writer's block? Here's the strategy one. Set a writing schedule. Given, as I've mentioned already, most writing has a deadline or deadlines attached to it, a schedule is key. One approach is to open up a document and add in your deadline and work back realistically when you have time in your schedule to be available to write. This needs to be realistic. Regular writing and the habit of writing has been shown by many others greater than I to bear fruit. You may well have heard of Julia Cameron and The Artist's Way, where she talks about doing the morning pages. Well, if you haven't, then that is a great start. 
the morning pages is an approach that involves forming a writing habit and as a result a peer word count as you go along day by day. The old adage practice makes perfect is key when it comes to this approach. In detail it involves filling three sides of paper with words first thing every day before you've engaged with anything or anyone else if that's possible. Try it, I found it's worked for me. A second strategy is that of sharpening your pencils. I am a great believer in this concept and the approach of preparing to write. I once heard the food critic, writer and journalist Jay Rayner describe how he and his late mother, the Agni art and journalist Claire Rayner would start their writing days with a phone call and agreed that they were sharpening their pencils. They were preparing to write by having that conversation. Jay Rayner has said, once the pencils were sharpened, once the world's drama has been put to rights, we could get on with the day's writing. I love this. It really resonated with me when I was writing my ultimate writing project, a 120,000 word PhD thesis a decade ago. And I've hung on to this approach ever since. Of course, it doesn't mean literally sharpening any pencils, although you might want to. It is about ensuring that you've addressed anything that needs addressing before you set down to write. Things to think about are that you're sitting comfortably in a quiet or inspiring space, that you have plenty of water, coffee, something stronger, depending on the time of day to hand, that you have nothing else pressing to do, and you've diminished the opportunity for those distractions to happen. So not too many browsers open, Put your phone on silent, for example. I know some people like to write to music. Personally, this doesn't help me. I find it totally distracting and provokes lots of memories that are always related to what I'm writing about. But if it works for you, try it. Noise cancelling headphones have been a key purchase for me with my writing in 2020. I've created a writing space, a comfortable sea, a view of the garden, I'm surrounded by inspiring things, and there's just the right amount of light. All of my writing tools are to hand and this makes the whole process so much easier. If it's an option for you, I would recommend it. Strategy three is about completing time tasks. We all agree a blank page or a blank screen can feel really intimidating. Make it accessible. This approach partially overlaps with the morning pages process that I spoke about. But it's about setting yourself short periods of time when you can chunk your writing. Sometimes this is called snack writing, which is a rather nice way to look at it. You might want to start writing for just five minutes. It doesn't sound very long, but you can get a lot done. So set a timer and off you go. Just write. In terms of organising your writing time more extensively, then I love a two-hour window. I put two-hour writing slots in my diary. This approach has been a complete epiphany for me. If I schedule in a two-hour window, I can often get a project, a scene, a chapter done, or at least the first draft of it anyway. And as a bonus, sometimes I find that, say, an hour and a half is enough, which is fantastic, because you feel you've won the gift of time. And you can go off and do something else, or do a bit more, and it's really satisfying. Another tip is to allow yourself somewhere, somewhere to come back to your writing. Give yourself an easy in when you're coming to the end of that writing time slot. Make it straightforward to come back to it and pick it up. Sometimes I might write the next heading, some bullet points, a brief list of next steps. And it's a system that 
I can't remember why I use it, but it works for me. But that's a signal to me. Pick up here. Speaking more generally in terms of time, you might want to factor in your writing schedule into your time goals. For example, I will write morning pages for five, ten minutes to work on my treatment or introduction for two hours today and finalise my outline by the weekend. What is key is that you hold yourself accountable to these timely goals. And speaking of accountability, I know this is something a lot of people who write talk about. My fourth strategy is accountability. Tell a friend or family member that you're working on a writing project or perhaps join a writing community if you're not already in one. I have a number of networks and communities for different purposes. Some are groups, others are more along the lines of a buddy or a critical friend, and they all serve different purposes, in that different groups, different people for different types of writing. Another fantastic way to get your words down is to attend a writing retreat. It's a great way of getting writing completed, of being accountable, picking up tips, and there are a number of virtual ones too. The fifth strategy is free writing. This, in many ways, is a catch-all approach, bringing together many of the strategies already talked about. Free writing is a process created by Peter Elbow. It is also an approach that is championed by many writers. It allows you to form writing habits by writing non-stop for a set period of time and without the worry of anyone else reading it because it's private writing. And it also encourages you to silence your inner critic, no matter whether that critic is calling you out for grammar, structure, or even your choice of words. You don't edit as you go along with free writing. You can look at it afterwards. It's just about getting those words down and freeing you from any pressure. The sixth and final strategy involves taking regular breaks. Giving yourself a break from writing no matter whether it's 10 minutes, an hour, or even a day or two, where you set your writing aside and come back to it afresh, has all been proved to be beneficial. Having a break helps you clear your mind and helps you approach your writing activities from a fresh perspective. Bear in mind too that some ideas need time to develop without any conscious thought. You might find that you get inspiration when you're not specifically looking for it, perhaps when you're out on a walk or even in the shower. Just let your writing project breathe. So to wrap up, here are the Write Room's top tips for dealing with writer's block. Set yourself a realistic writing schedule. Allow time to prepare to write, to make yourself comfortable, and when you can, 100% focus on the task in hand. Chunk your writing by time. Try out different blocks of time to see what will work best for you. Find a way to make yourself accountable for your writing. And try strategies such as free writing. It can be really liberating in terms of getting your words down and out into the world. And lastly, if you're suffering from writer's block, the chances are you need to take a break. And just remember, all writing is rewriting. So writing is merely a process. It is not a one-off event or activity. You should reduce any perspective of it being a high-stakes process and try and see it as something that is achievable, that you can approach more easily. So go on, I encourage you to give these messages a try. I'll be really interested to hear how you're getting on. My contact details are in the show notes, as are links to other resources. All that is left is thank you for listening. I've been your host, Amanda Geary, and this is The Right Room. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for more. 
and tell your writer friends. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to welcoming you back into the Write Room really soon. Bye bye for now.